Hi, I'm Mary. I'm an adult child. Um, thanks for having me here. Um, yeah, I was really liking the preamble, talking there about uh, tools, and so I, I you know, thought about what I would read, but I think I'm going to go back to really the basics, which for me has been the most helpful, really the most really elemental thing I got from this program. You can see from my book here, my red book, my big red book, the gold lettering on the front has completely been worn off. That's how much, how long I've been using this book. Not that I've been here that long, but um, I was in AA 23 years, and I found adult children seven years ago. So I couldn't be happier. This program has changed my life. I can't say enough about it, really. So the main thing I'm going to talk about, which was read there, the solution is becoming our own loving parent. And you know what? I mean, you guys, I mean, if I can get that, I mean, get to, to become an, a loving person to myself, probably will solve everything for me. It's almost like that's the, that's the goal, you know, to become this loving parent to myself. And I've just started doing this work um, deeply, even though I'm in the seventh year. I mean, it really started deeply doing this inner children work um, because I realized, you know, my reactions to daily events. You know, for example, I at work t this morning, I work at home, but I, I sent an email this morning about 7 a.m., which was early. Because a lot of my team doesn't start working till you know 10 a.m. and you know it's four o'clock in the afternoon now. I haven't gotten a response on it, and you know I go back to all those childhood feelings of neglect, abandonment. They don't like what I turned in. It really brings me a lot of suffering. That's so unnecessary, you know. Because I'll just feel immediately so like a little girl who is getting passed over and no one's checking in on. So. What I'm working with now is this six-year-old girl that I'm trying to reparent within me that feels really neglected, feels really scared and abandoned. Um, just for a little background on my story, both my parents are alcoholic. Long, you know, family tree of alcoholism in both sides goes really deep. So. Early on for me, I was like, it was a little bit comforting because I was like, I got, I came by all of this honest. Everything that went down, there was very little chance I was getting out of this. Um, the dysfunction and my own alcoholism and then all of this. So both sides of my family tree. I mean, my dad was the kind of man that there was so much tension, you guys. I mean, there was just so much tension. <laughs> family you cut it with a chainsaw and it was so thick in there my dad like I grew up in a pretty medium to small town in Oklahoma so people were coming over my dad could see them coming up in the driveway you know he would have their cocktail glasses out ready to pour I mean my dad would get a drink in your hand so fast your head would spin I mean everyone and it really didn't matter the time of day you know my dad had a full bar in the house I mean, you just, I mean, and my dad handed me drinks well into my recovery, you know, <laughs> just because, I mean, he's just like, that's just what he does, you know, even when I told him I'd gone to AA, I would just like, you know, have to just like put it down or like, 
give it to my brother, you know, who I knew would drink it for me, you know, just like, get it away. Like, that kind of attention. So it just gives you a little color. I mean, it was just, people ask me, like, my parents were wild. I don't know what to say. It was just a lot of drinking. There was a lot of all of that. And I, I, I came by all of that honest. So for me now, and I want to talk about the tools because this has helped me so much. I've just recently, you know, realized if the solution is to love this little girl in me that was around really a lot of really intoxicated people growing up who could not have been there for me. Yeah, it was abusive. There was some physical violence, all that was there. But more than anything for me, it's just this total black hole emptiness of abandonment and nothingness. And there's some line in the book where it's like, we're left alone in our rooms, you know, just to lay there in pain. And I get that, like, that's how I feel. And just the stiffness from the tension. So I doing the, the purple workbook, the new one that's out, becoming your own living parent has helped me a great deal. And I just started doing some of the initial exercises in it. Um, to become more of my own loving parent, because I realized that if I didn't really identify these inner children, I wouldn't really have anyone to parent. I mean, that's for me. I wanted to really identify them. So I did the old school kind of work that suggested where you find the photograph. So I have the photograph of the six-year-old, and then I have a teenager, me, about 17. So those are the two inner children that I've identified just just to get started like it wasn't like you know those two pictures from my yearbooks and everything really spoke to me so I simply um have sat just started sitting with them in the morning like I just they're real visually there for me so I just sort of hang out like kick it a little bit like in the beginning that's all I wanted to do is just sit with them I didn't know what I was going to do with them. I mean, the exercise was maybe to find something to do together or something or visualize, but I just sit with them. And the, the six-year-old now is really more of my focus. The, the picture I have is a school picture and I have like a cut over my eyebrow. I don't smile for the picture. I already look like I'm six years old and I already look like I'm totally worn out and like really, you know, like what's beautiful to me about that non-smiling little girl in the cute outfit, you know, was that that was really the real me before the false self because the 17 year olds definitely already there. The teenage me was already drinking I had a fake smile on the photograph, the crazy hairdo, the F you hairdo to my mom, you know, all that punk rock hair and stuff. So I had already transitioned to that false self. The six-year-old little girl I'm so focused on now is so real. She's scared to death. She's hiding underneath. They had this little vanity table where I was supposed to brush my hair. She's hiding under that. You know, that's where I would hide. And that's the little girl I'm really focused on reparenting. Not that I don't love the teenage me, it's just, I don't really know what to do with her yet, I guess, to just be honest. Like, she's just so, still so wild and out there. I'm like, just just work with me. I don't know what to do with her, but I love her very much, but I don't know. But the six-year-old's easier for me to feel like I can do some parenting. Have no children of my own. Um, so this little girl now, and I gotta tell you guys, at first she scared me. I'm like, she's so scared, I don't know. I know it's me. I know I'm, I'm saying her is separate. I know she's within me. I want to say that right now. I'm reparenting myself, you know, this part of me 
that's still so scared when I don't get an email back at work that I'm being abandoned again. And those same feelings come up of, of in, uh, no one's going to come help me. I'm going to be stuck here trying to figure it all out by myself. Like I always am. Um, so I came to this thing with her that I realized the other day that like, I can reparent her. I can help her out. You know, I get the teenage girl on board and I'm like, we, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to get her, you know, work with her and help just be here with her, you know, not fix her or whatever, but just, just own that she's scared own that she has a gash on her forehead on picture day, just own that there's pain and just, just, um, I guess I should say I got some courage from, I, some courage welled up in me that I could do this reparenting work. Cause I've been in AA, like I said, for a long time. I, I've helped a lot of people. I know that cause people have told me that, Mary, you really helped me. People years later will come back to a meeting and be like, oh my gosh, Mary, I'll never forget you for helping me. And really? Okay. Thank you. Like I've helped people. I know I can help myself and this to me is really getting into action not reaction like i'm now actively in a reparenting mode of these these parts of myself that need this this tenderness that they never got no more looking for a boyfriend to fix it heaven forbid find another husband to try to fix it i've been married twice so that doesn't work like I have tried to find someone else who's going to come in here <laughs> and do, you know, uh, multiple like people at work, like everyone else that's going to come help me out. Like I have to be an actor. I have to be the person that says, and like I said, this is going to solve so much for me. If I can get do this work, you know, it will just really be the, be like the one puzzle piece I've been looking for in the beginning in ACA. I thought, no way. I want someone to come parent me. This is a ripoff, you know? I, you know, and now I realize like that was just the teenager probably in me saying, yeah, that's not going to work, <laughs> you know, sadly. But now, I mean, I've been here seven years and now I'm doing this kind of deeper work. So that's just been my schedule. It doesn't have to be anyone else's. But so I'll tell you part of my practice. I don't know how much time I have, but, um, this is what I've been doing. Okay, five minutes. Thanks, TD. I see. That. So I sit with my inner children every morning. I'm sitting there with these two girls. Um, I love them, you know. And um, I uh, remembered the story um, that has now come into my practice. So there's a little boy out in the forest, and he's sitting on a on a tree trunk or something, and he's singing his ABCs. He's singing A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. And a grown man comes along and says, well, what are you doing? And the little boy says, well, I'm praying. I'm saying my prayers. And the, the grown man says, sounds like you're saying the ABCs to me. And he said, well, I'm praying because I don't, I don't know what to ask God for. I don't know what to pray for. So I just say the letters and then I let God put together the words for my prayer and then I say amen. So remembering the story one morning I then realized something I could do with my girls when I'm sitting there because this is part of my morning meditation and prayer I sit with them and then now we're standing we're holding hands with teenagers on my right side with six girls on my left and we're singing the ABC song and 
we just sing that song and it really is an ardent prayer that I am sending to God with these two girls. So I would have never sought out that I would pray with my inner children, but then I thought, why wouldn't I pray with my inner children? I mean, it's what I have to do with these girls. I mean, I grew up in Oklahoma in the Bible Belt. We were certainly taught to pray, told we really must pray, by the way. Um, whether we bought into it or not, we were praying. So I have found the practice to be really healing for me, even though sometimes the teenager thinks it's stupid and doesn't want to do it. I remind the teenager inside me that the six-year-old really needs us now. We're working for her right now, okay? Work with me. And so we A, B, C, D, E. So I've told so many people about this ABC prayer. Now people are like, are you going to ABC me? And I'm like, I probably am going to ABC you. Um, what a surrender. What a surrender. I have no idea what to ask God for. I don't even really know how to really parent these girls inside me, these little children that need help, you know. Um, but it's a total surrender for me to say that prayer and lift them up. And just now relating this to you, I'm realizing I don't know where I'm going with these girls or what will come next for them to do. And I'm open-minded that whatever this ABC prayer may lead me there, but the work has already been so healing. And I know that if I continue on this path, it'll be easier for me, not just an awareness to know that I'm still patterning my behavior from my childhood reactions, I mean, I dissociated it forever on alcohol and that worked like charm till it didn't, you know, and then I found other codependent ways of doing it. But I know now that is not going to work. I mean, I can try gambling or still video games. I'm sure there's somewhere left on the block, but this is the program. I'm so grateful I got here because it's like just putting down the drink. I mean, there was still so much work to do. Just owning the fact that I'm an adult child was a huge step for me. Um, but the tools and the work, which was mentioned so many times in the preamble of this meeting, there's a lot of tools here. Um, one minute, thank you. One minute left, yeah. I mean, there's so many tools that I've learned to use here, but really the reparenting I do a lot of praying and meditating. I did share about that. I have a whole practice I do even before I sit with my inner children. So that's just like my own grown up one that I've had for my life for AA. But the other day, a friend told me that she never prays and she finally prayed and like she got a result right away. <laughs> I was real jealous. I was like, really? You never pray? You prayed one time? And, okay. Then I thought, I'm not missing out on anything. My practice has brought me to a place now of such, I just got it made, you guys. And I think I'm missing out on something. I'm just so grateful I got here. I hope you heard something from my share and, and that you stay here with us and um, join me to repair it yourself. Love you guys. Thanks for putting up with me and listening to me.